Hello. My name is Joel. My life is all about grounding, healing, and transformation through music, poetry, and meditation. So if you're here, you found me because we resonate on the same frequency. And maybe this time is the right time for us to divinely align. This is a safe space for anyone from any place with any identity. We practice acceptance, love, and peace. Good morning, beautiful souls. How are your hearts this morning? How is everyone? This morning I've been up for a little while, still waking up early with daylight savings time. And just enjoyed sitting underneath the stars. Been out here for about an hour or so, connecting to nature. And it's such a gift, so much abundance in nature. I was doing a little reading this morning and it's from this book called The Heart of the Buddhist Teaching by Thich Nhat Hanh. It talks about two truths, two truths regarding our joy and suffering. So the two truths, according to Buddhism, there are two kinds of truth, relative or worldly truth and absolute truth. We enter the door of practice through relative truth. We recognize the presence of happiness and the presence of suffering. And we try to go in the direction of increased happiness. Every day we go a little further in that direction. And one day we realize that suffering and happiness are not two. A Vietnamese poem says, people talk endlessly about their suffering and their joy. What is there to suffer or be joyful about? Joy from sensual pleasures always leads to pain. And suffering while practicing the way always brings joy. Wherever there is joy, there is suffering. If you want to have no suffering, you must accept no joy. <laughs> hmm. Such a dense teaching. And it goes on to read, the poet is trying to leap into absolute truth without walking the path of relative truth. Many people think that in order to avoid suffering, they have to give up joy. And they call this transcending joy and suffering. But this is not correct. If you recognize and accept your pain without running away from it, you will discover that although pain exists, joy also exists. Without experiencing relative joy, you will not know what to do when you are face to face with absolute joy. <laughs> and I want to be clear that what I understand from this teaching and my own experience is not that we are being delusional or avoiding the suffering or the discomfort with whatever life is presenting. It's not spiritual apathy but it's knowing how to hold the two as one. Knowing that my suffering is directly connected to my joy, right? 
and my happiness. So to be with it all, to maintain joy in the midst of suffering, in the midst of your heartache, in the midst of all of the heaviness in the world, all of the war, the injustice, so that you can stay even and present to life, right? And not get lost in one side of the journey. Hmm. But to temper it. Yeah, it's all about the meaning we give it. But it's also connected to the past and the future. Many of us get stuck in the suffering because we are reliving the past are very worried about the future. We're not in the present, right? Same goes for joy. But in the present moment, we know that all of it exists. All at once, all is one thing. And that's the beauty of tapping into your heart every day. Because when you connect to the heart space, when you feel all that is alive within you, all of the heavy stories and traumas, and all of the brightest days, all of the brightest moments. You know that they're very interlinked, that you can only enjoy those brightest days because you know what it means to have the shadow, right? You know what it means to experience the darkness. And through that darkness, right, like a lotus blossoming from the mud, there is a deeper appreciation and connectedness to the present moment. So they're all one thing. And what gets us stuck is, is the avoidance, right? They said avoiding suffering or, or trying to avoid joy. But when we are truly present, we're all of it. <laughs> all of it all at once. And that's, that's the absolute truth. We're all of it all at once. And there's great freedom there. Great freedom there. So I'm going to ask you the question that I ask the beautiful souls yesterday before our meditation. Our meditation was all around nurturing joy. And so I want to ask you, knowing that all of it is all around us all at once, we only need to, right, turn our awareness to it. How are you nurturing joy in your life right now? How are you nurturing joy? Put your answer in the comments. Maybe your wisdom will inspire another to find ways to nurture joy that they hadn't thought about before. I love making this a collective space for all of us to share. One of my favorite things is to witness how everything is new. It's a powerful practice. It brings so much joy, even the things you do every day, whether it's making a cup of coffee or your drive to your work whatever your daily pattern is. Witness how today is different, the newness of it. Because in that space, right, you become present. And you're available to joy. <laughs> available to the, to the joy that is the miracle of this day, that is this life, that is this moment. And that is a profound gift. So we're gonna do a bit of a practice. Uh, just check in with our hearts, right? So we're talking about nurturing joy. We're talking about the relative truth that suffering and joy are on 
opposite ends of our experience, but they're actually one experience. They're one experience, and that's the absolute truth. So knowing how to be with all of it at once, right? That's the journey of the practice. Without getting lost in the shadow, without getting lost in pleasure, but being with all of it. So, we're just going to do a, a short little micro uh, meditation connecting to the heart. So maybe just taking a moment to breathe. What is my heart longing for? What is my heart longing for? Breathe through any immediate responses from the brain, the egoic mind, full of chatter thinking and as that quiets tune into your intuition your inner knowing your inner loving wisdom what is your heart longing for listen absolute truth within you. Now we ask one more question. Dear heart, how can I give that to myself? Dear heart, how can I give that to myself? And we're going to hold space here for another minute or so. And just see what your inner wisdom, not your brain, don't create a plan, just listen to your intuition. And see what it has to say. And if it feels unclear right now, or if you're not getting any feedback, simply hold the space, knowing that your heart will speak when it's ready, whether that's later today or later this week. But create the space. exhale, return to the room and let it go. Hmm. So now that you're reacquainted with your heart and what your heart is longing for, at least reacquainted with that space if you 
weren't able to hear a clear response. <laughs> mm. What things are coming up for you? You can share or not share. There's no pressure to, to share in that way. But if it resonates, of course, honor that always. For me, what, what I hear often is just love. Just love, right? The heart is longing for love. But then when I ask how I can do that to myself, I get all kinds of different responses. And I'm sharing this as an example of what can come up in ways that the heart can communicate, at least the way mine does with me. And today I just saw myself walking, <laughs> right? Being unconditionally with myself in a playful way, in an open kind of way, by doing what brings me joy. I see some, someone had tears, right? Sometimes the heart just wants to be seen and it communicates with tears, the most powerful, transformative gift we have. Think about it, those heavy emotions are those joyful emotions, that absolute truth. Being transmuted into water, which is the most powerful force of creativity in our existence. It can be a liquid, gas, solid. It can be high in the clouds, are in the ice, it is the depths of the ocean, it makes up our physical form, 70% of our body, and the majority of the earth. Crying is powerful, it's not annoying, don't resist it. Our vulnerability is our greatest strength. Hmm. You know, this brings me to another um, thought about our world. We resist crying, we resist so much of what's natural for us. It's natural to experience suffering. It's natural to let them go as well. Right? And the reason we get stuck in an endless round of self-sabotage is when we resist what is natural for the sake of what is quote-unquote normal, which is a number of projections by authoritative figures or the social construct meant to keep you in a lower vibration to serve the desires of the not-self, right? Whatever that might be. Whether it's the government, whether it's an authoritative figure in your life, or a parent or a family member, or if it's your scared, fearful versions. I remember um, reading, what was it? Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. And in this book, he kind of goes into this contemplation on what's normal versus what's natural. And I realized for a long time that there was no distinguishing between the two. I thought what was normal was what was natural, right? And, you know, we live in cities, right? We have all of these electronics. And don't get me wrong, the conveniences are, well, convenient. <laughs> but they're not necessarily always in our best interest when they're out of balance, when there's no temperance. So checking out well, what is natural, right? When you're not pushed and pulled by the modern world, what feels good, where's the resonance, right? Well, what's natural is we are animals, right? We are animals <laughs> equal to all the other life on this earth. And we're meant to be connected to the earth, right? So many of you have been commenting about how the crickets are the sounds of the birds or, or nature are so grounding. They're so calming. 
which is telling me two things. One, you're disconnected from the earth. But two, the earth is where you need to be. <laughs> nature, right? Nature. So connecting to nature is natural. But then making it more personal. Well, what's natural for me as an individual, knowing that I'm a one-on-one, a unique soul on this plane, what is natural for me? When I'm uninhibited by social obligations or responsibilities, what's natural? Where am I naturally drawn to? Where is the flow of my life force drawing me to? What is it drawing, it, drawing me to? Right? And then how do you surrender to that, right? Because you still have to do life and um, life is complex especially as adults, right? We have responsibilities and we do have those obligations. But how do you make space for it? And for me, as I was able to surrender to it more and more, I realized I love being outside. I love being connected. So I made that a priority. I also know that, you know, spirituality and meditation and music, even though I haven't played any this morning yet, um, is also a very intrinsic part of my nature, connected to frequency in that way and sharing, and empathy. And as I surrendered, the more my light began to shine. And there was this natural connection and joy that arose, right? That absolute truth, that joy that's beyond the understanding, the joy that withstands and stands with you in the midst of that suffering, right? <laughs> that level of joy arose because I was in alignment with what was natural for me. And I'm simplifying this because there are all these strategies about the 5D, the 3D, and 4D, and any other numbers they want to tell you. And while I can see the benefit of creating all of these systems, we are animals and it's very simple. <laughs> what is natural for you? Ask that question often. Ask what is your heart longing for. Tune to your instinctual inner knowing and honor that as often as you can. It's that simple. You don't need a 12-step program. You don't need all of these other things. Connect to your inner wisdom. Listen, trust yourself, know thyself in a very clear way, right? We spend all our time knowing these systems and asking everyone else, who should I be? Is this okay? How do I do that? How do I do this and that and the other thing? And in some ways that's good, but when you're asking how to be yourself, that is the worst thing you can do. <laughs> Which is why when I engage with you, I always want to create a space for you to express what's coming through for you. Because I don't know who you are, why you're here. In a broad way, you're here to love and expand and grow, sure. But what that means for you, only you have access to that knowing and that wisdom. And that's your work, and that's why the practice of meditation and connecting daily with sincere questions and learning how to practice patience so that you're not lost in the noise all around you. That's why it's so important. Because no one can tell you who you are or how to be or what's right and wrong for you. I mean, they can. It's just 
inaccurate. <laughs> right? Only you know that. So I share that again. Ask, what is natural? What is naturally arising? What's coming from me and through me and flowing effortlessly? What is igniting my joy? share an example you know when I was younger I didn't want to play an instrument my whole family played I'm a very shy kid still an introvert <laughs> um, and I had no desire to play this instrument or any instrument because I didn't want to be in front of people I was very fearful and my father was very loud about his desire for me to play which only made me dig in deeper to my resistance until one day I heard him actually play the guitar because my dad was a pianist and when I heard the guitar clean, not in a song, not in any you know, big production or with a lot of effects, but just a clean electric guitar, something in me was awakened. And I remember asking him to teach me, and I sat in our corner in our kitchen um, next to the dining table playing for an hour, well, for hours until I learned those few chords he taught, that taught me that day. And Still to this day, you know, I'm a, I'm a grown man now. <laughs> there are days where I pick up this instrument and can play a single note. And it'll move me to tears. Because it brings me that much joy, there's that much resonance with the instrument for me. And it's not about playing for anyone, it's not about looking at me and what I can do. Simply about resonance. And awakening what is naturally within me. And when you feel that kind of connection, that's how you know you're in alignment with something. And that's been there since that day to this day. So what is doing that for you? <laughs> what is that medium, that tool, that way of being that brings you that much joy, that much resonance, that will move you in its simplest form? And how is it asking you to co-create with it? for a couple of minutes here. I'm just gonna play guitar. But I want you to contemplate this question. As you listen to the sounds of nature around me and the instrument. 
want you to ask yourself and hold the space for your intuitive wisdom. Don't go rattling off a list of things in your egoic mind. Let it flow, surrender to the power of presence and to true listening. And the question is, what is naturally flowing through me?
but for those who it is clear. Simply set the intention to visualize yourself effortlessly in alignment with what is natural for you. Just for a minute. And allow your heart to show you from the egoic mind, but listen. of all power, whose rays illuminate the entire world, also illuminate our hearts, so that we too might do its work. naturally for me in the course of my journey over a decade ago is I wanted to create a space that could be a container for all of us on this journey to return to what's natural to our purest version untainted without distortion pure heart energy right um, and at the beginning of this year, I created something called the Beautiful Souls Online Community, which is something that happens away from social media like we're on right now. And every morning at 7.30, I lead a guided meditation 
that creates a container for us to practice these things daily because it's, it doesn't always happen intuitively. What's normal in our world is not this kind of questioning, is not this kind of seeking. These meditations are a bit from different teachings. Some of them are intuitively channeled and guided. And some are from my own anecdotal experiences. But all of them are about reconnecting to what's natural and normal by healing old trauma, being clear within yourself about what's natural for you, creating life on your terms, and honoring that. And so we do that through the daily meditations for 30 minutes. And of course, not everyone can make that timing, especially since it's a global community. Um, and if you can't, then the recording is always available to you. There's over 250 meditations now on the platform, which I'm very grateful for. Also, monthly workshops where we have time to dive deeper into some of these things that a lot of us ask about or think about. <laughs> And then there's also monthly sound baths where I play guitar just for an hour, no talking. There'll be general themes. I think last month's theme was giving and receiving. So contemplating how we give and receive and different members will journal during that time or meditate or just enjoy a nice, you know, coffee or tea as they listen or clean. There's no wrong way to connect to that. And one of the greatest gifts are the sharing circles that happen twice a month where we all speak what's on our heart. It's a safe space, a soft space, rather. The intention is for it to be a soft space, a vulnerable space, for us to practice the art of being ourselves, for us to, as a collective, reconnect to our humanity, reconnect to our heart, and practice expressing ourselves in more authentic ways. So if any of that resonates, there's a link at my website, soulcultural.com. Just look for the Beautiful Souls Online community with more details. But ultimately, my desire, whether you connect to any of my offerings or you find other modalities, is that you connect to you in a pure way, in an authentic way, in a natural way. Be well, beautiful souls. Much love and light. Peace.